0: G'day, and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jarrod Mann, and today we've got Simon Presley from Propertyology on the show. He's a property market analyst, uh, award-winning buyer's agent based out of Brisbane. I'm getting him on for his national perspective and what he is seeing as an inevitable property boom ahead that will end up solving the current rental crisis. So I wanted to get Simon on so that he can take us through what he's seeing with his experience, with his clients, with all of his research. It's going to be a great episode. So let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth Property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now here is your host, Jared Mann. Hey Simon, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Your first time, and welcome along. Ah,
1: thank you very much, Jared. Always, I can talk under wet cement when it comes to property markets, mate.
0: <laughs> well, we're recording today, and I'm really looking forward to getting your insights because you've got a really wide view of what's happening around Australia with your uh, business, propertyology, and the research you do, and all the buyers that you work with. So, um, lots to talk about, don't we?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Ask and anything you like.
0: <laughs> it's not an exaggeration at the moment to say that um, properties, uh, the rental markets all around Australia are in crisis, and you're predicting that a property boom, I guess, is an inevitable thing that's going to flow from that. And I notice that you're a past engineer as well as me, so we love our numbers and love uh, analysing things not just uh, going off of media headlines so got you in today to tell us what you're seeing from all your research and on the ground experience and i'd love to find out why you believe a property boom is going to end this rental crisis
1: well unlike what a lot of economists like to think property is not a few numbers in a spreadsheet or or an index um, it's people's homes, whether the occupant um, owns it um, or whether um, the occupant rents it, it's people's homes. They don't change hands very often, Jarrod. The average is somewhere between seven and ten years. And quite frankly, Australia does not have anywhere near enough of it. In this country's 230-year history, we have never had a shortage of housing stock in this country like we have now. Um, right throughout Australia, there are tens of thousands of people living in cars, living in caravans, living in tents, staying in a spare bedroom. And I'm not talking about the what society might stereotype as the homeless people. Hmm. I'm talking about people with stable jobs, stable incomes, good rental history. But for a, for a number of reasons over the last couple of years, they've been forced out of rental accommodation. So a common example is the landlord is sold. So that tenant, therefore, you know, needs to find alternative accommodation, which happens. Yeah, so all the time. All the time. For 230 years, that always happens. Some, you know, there'll be uh, every single day somewhere in Australia there'll be a landlord that's sold, and a tenant, therefore, has to have to move because the buyer is is an owner occupier, for example, right? So that's not uncommon. What is new here is that stereotypical tenant who now needs to find alternative accommodation can't find it. So that's mm-hmm. how they end up in the back of the car. All the, all the only thing they can find is way out of their price point. Hmm. And why is it way, way out of their price point? Because there is no rental supply. So, the very few properties that are vacant and advertised for rent, the landlord as well in their rights to charge a lot more for that because they own a premium you know, piece of something yeah. that's, that someone else wants to home. So, it isn't it. And what's caused this rental crisis is all three levels of government making a series of very, very poor decisions. Which started way back in 2015. So, so we were reporting widely about the shortage of rental accommodation before COVID came, for a couple of years before COVID came. We're numbers people and we look at evidence all over Australia every day saying, Hey, you know, the number of properties advertised for rent in this year, this regional town is a lot less now than a year ago. And, you know, federal government did this, yeah, the state man. government did that, you know, uh, but it wasn't a crisis then because you don't create a crisis overnight. But it was a progressive reduction in the number of properties listed for rent. And we've been putting out all these warning signs for a long period of time. But unfortunately, instead of listening to the cause of the reduction in rental supply, they kept making more decisions that were were causing it. So what what does that mean? Rental supply is when someone makes a discretionary action and buys a property not for them to live in, but to add to the rental pool. They're doing that because they value financial independence and they recognise that an age, pension and superannuation years down the track won't be enough to fund their lifestyle and they choose property as their asset class of choice.
0: And this is mainly you know, mum and dads, not institutional investors? Correct.
1: And a, the official numbers say that in this country of roughly 11 million residential dwellings, 3.3 million of those are occupied by tenants. So, the rental pool, that $3.3 million, uh, million properties, uh, 91% of it are everyday Aussie property investors. And every single year, we need to add to that rental pool, not only because their population grows, but even if there's no population growth, which happened for the two years of COVID, the international border was close. Yep.
0: We, we had our lowest sure.
1: population growth in 100 years, more than 100 years. We to go back to World War I. When Australia's population growth rate was lower. So population growth does not cause a rental crisis. But you get a teenager who decides that they, you know, they've finished high school Mm -hmm. and want to go to university. So they they need that extra rental property. You get um, an existing couple who were married, but unfortunately they're separated now. So one couple that needed one rental property, they they now need two. Mm -hmm. Um, So every single year we need to add to the rental pool, but Australia's actually been reducing it because landlords have been bashed over the head with baseball. That's by all levels of government. And eventually landlords go, we're not copying this anymore, and they sell. So when when a landlord sells... It does seem to be adding up, doesn't it? Yeah. If if you're a landlord and you sell a property, unless it's purchased by another investor, that's one property removed from the rental pool. And that's what's been happening over these several years. So I've made sure over the years that these politicians are aware of what they've caused. Now it's a matter of when they do what they need to do. There is no alternative. Like, it's just a matter of how long can they bear the pain. You. you can't... And my you heart can't goes out to all the,
0: the tenants as well, you know, that are having to couch surf or move back in with mum and dad or, you know, go through hard times because it's... We we certainly want pressure on prices and we as landlords we like to see rents going up, but it's an, at another level now where it's, you know... Yeah. It's just so painful and no one can move in out of a rental into another one if they wanted to and, and it's yep. you know, beyond what any anyone would want for that
1: it's, market. It's not it's not an Australia I'm proud of, to be honest. No. Um, we should we should be ashamed of it, but but these people in high places that cause it still don't seem to want to listen. You cannot pull rental properties out of the sky. Yeah. All levels of government, it's not like they are flushed with cash and, and they can go and build all these homes and put them onto the rental pool. In fact, they try to hide these numbers, but it's data geeks like me that discovered the truth. The number of rental properties across all of Australia that are owned by governments today only equates to 300,000 in total. 30 years ago, Jared, 30 years ago, there was 100,000 more rental properties owned by government. So they've sold off. Um, they've only That's ever owned a small pool of a small portion of the rental pool, but they've actually yeah, been wow. progressively selling off. So and what are they doing now? You listen to every state government, the federal government, local government, they are trying to reduce costs because they borrowed to get out of the global health pandemic, right? So it's not like we can say oh, the government's just not going to need to fund another 200,000 properties for tenants. Well, that's not going to happen. They're Maybe not, not to,
0: really an option to So where are they going to come the, from, my
1: friend? Where are they going to come from? So the people with the victim mentality might say, oh, well, no, no, don't have more rental supply. Take tenants away from being a tenant and make them a homeowner. So how does that work? Do we throw billions of dollars of cash at an existing tenant and say you can become a first-time buyer? Well, there's actually more federal and state government grants available for first home buyers now than ever. And in fact, the um the last three years, the number of properties purchased by first home buyers is the highest in Australian history. So unless we're going to gift existing tenants a home and say, you don't need to rent anymore, we're just mm. going to give you an asset worth you'll get you make up your own number. 800 grand. We're just going to give it to you. Well that's not going to happen, right? So so where's the rental supply going to come from mate? There is no other option, is there?
0: Well, there isn't, but I also know from what I'm seeing around the country, many investors are looking to sell out, as you mentioned, and not buy again, and they feel battered and and not encouraged. So, what are you sort of seeing on the ground with with that? Are you seeing that to be? No, that's that's definitely happening,
1: and that is why a boom is inevitable. Absolutely inevitable, because we're talking about something that is essential, second to water. There is nothing more important to human beings than the roof over their head. So I've just been through the options to address this and, the, and to get people yep, out of cars. Not a real option.
0: They're getting out. Um, yep. Yeah. So houses. We still need to come up with a supply, even if you yep. we went around and gifted free houses. <laughs> the, so the, the only
1: ones with the money are the everyday Aussie investor so it's inevitable for the people who cause the crisis, are going to, clearly they don't want to do what they need to do, otherwise they would have already done it. Right? But mm-hmm. Inevitably they're going to go, geez, if we actually don't do what we need to do, we won't get re-elected.
0: Yeah. I because there's more and
1: more people in cars, right? So, forces decision. Yeah. So eventually they'll go, Yeah, you know, I don't know what that decision will be, but they could put some pressure on APRA and say, APRA have gone... Too heavy with credit policy for investors. The way they assess an investor's loan is ridiculous. Maybe we should cut some slack there. State governments might say, "Let's look at the stamp duty we charge investors. Let's put some initiative there." City councils might say, "Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of city councils around Australia that charge an investor a higher a premium on their council rates because they don't live in it themselves, because mm. of the Which is, if you think about that? That's surely awful. Like it's not like a tenant."
0: causes more cost to the city council than our occupier
1: would yeah so we can already see the the queensland
0: dabbled in trying to change their proposed land tax and thankfully that was repealed but you never know like i just got my land tax bill for wa here and i just paid off a big amount to our state government and it makes me think too about you know do i keep buying more properties here or spread them out to reduce it and change up my entity names and other things, you know, that all yeah. become obstacles when they're added up. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but those levers there—I think I, I, I've had them before. They're the, the sort of levers that governments need to pull to encourage greater participation rates of the everyday Aussie property investor, and that's the only thing that will fix these rental prices. Now, when that happens, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not those three of the governments, but. There is no alternative. Hmm. So, I when guess they,
0: rents are only going to go, keep going up, do that. In the I mean, meantime, aren't they? Correct.
1: There's a segment of politicians that go, well, let's pass some legislation to restrict a landlord's ability to increase rent. You know what that will do? The same thing that's caused this crisis. Yeah. Someone who owns an asset has taken the risk and paid all the taxes and got the interest bill to pay is then told that there's a, there's a limit on the income revenue of the asset. Well, some of those existing providers of rental accommodation are going to say, I'm selling. Then we're back to creating Hmm. a bigger problem than what we've already got, right? So the the only thing thing that that will fix it is to encourage the participation rates of property investment and anything that that creates a higher volume of buyers, whether those buyers are investors, 1st home buyers, um, buyers, owner-occupied whatever, when you create more buyers, you create competition and competition causes price growth. Yep. So but the, the business, is inevitable. Also, we look, look at the underlying, forget rental for a, rental for a minute, go. we look, look at the underlying fundamentals of the property markets. And I say everywhere in Australia, but large parts of Australia, the, the number, number of properties listed for to sale today it is among, among the lowest the it's ever seen. seen. We just spoke about rent. rent. Um, our national economy, um, our economy. Um, we've got, got the lowest unemployment rate since 1974, so we're talking 50 years.
0: We've, we've got, got 500,000, 500,000 jobs
1: advertised today in that Australia. Can't can't
0: vacancy rates,
1: yeah. We've, we've got um, pressure now building on wages. So these are all good things, things for property markets, markets right? We've, we've, we've also got, got you know migration border.
0: levels, yeah. Yep.
1: yep. So, so this, this point year alone, state and federal, federal government combined anticipate 700,000 foreigners will move to Australia and will need accommodation. 700,000. So. About 500,000 of those will be international students and the other 200,000 will be permanent mm. residents um, um, to fill some of those. That's one year. I believe they 000. have
0: over 2 million applications too that they received in two or three months. So, so we've been talking
1: about, about the regional costs and the existing population is living in cars and, and now we're pulling through to bring... It's almost irresponsible, isn't
0: it, to open up the gates and let more people in when we don't... when we don't have a plan, or at least I'm not aware of a clear plan from the government. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so so this, this is what. Uh, so the, the fundamentals
1: are really strong. The, the commentary that everyone reads is a stage of inflation and interest rate. All, all that's, that's doing do with property market markets is affecting feelings, yeah. uncertainty yeah. in buyers' minds. So buyers, um, there's actually, there's actually lots of people who are cashed, cashed up, but they're not, not prepared to act on that being cashed up because of the rubbish in their device, just missing confidence. Yeah, Yeah, now a confidence confidence is is something that can 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 be changed to the pick of a switch. switch. Let's picture this scenario. I'm not saying this will happen, but but I think it's possible. We could could be two months into the new calendar year and those those two months months the RBA has announced. We've kept rates on hold this month. Hmm. It could could be as as simple as two consecutive months of the RBA doing nothing for enough members of the Australian public to say, We're pretty confident that the RBA has pretty much reached its ceiling. That's all we needed to have confidence. A lot of people, a lot of existing homeowners around Australia, their homes today are worth 50% more than what it was three years ago. Five out of eight capital cities have had 50% or more capital growth in the last three years. So equity is there. um, The RBA's existing households have $260 billion. Cash in offset accounts mm. and redraws. So yeah. they are flush with cash, but they're sitting on their hands because, because the, the, the media commentary is negative. All that, if that piece is fixed, well, not if it, it will, but when it yeah. it could be as early as the, the first half of next year when confidence returns, and then and we, we could see a get lot of pressure on property markets within a short period of time.
0: Well, I guess we've got that sort of uh, window between now and then where if you can look at the fundamentals, if it does make sense for your situation and you don't compromise on the type of asset that you're buying, you know, then it makes sense to get in before you do have more competition and everyone's coming to the party later. Spot well, on. Probably
1: investors tend to, tend be, tend to behave, be, behave more like sheep. sheep. They, they all follow each other. other but more often than not, they, because they're following each other, they end up in the, the same paddock. But if you ignore what well others are saying and take an objective assessment of the characteristics that influence property markets, when you do it as I have tried to summarise earlier, you sort of go, yeah, they're actually really good. You're right.
0: But the proof is that the economy's never been better. We have just opened up the international border. We don't have any accommodation. We don't
1: have enough properties listed for sale. We do have an all-time record high investment in infrastructure those, those things are all good, good. Those, those things create boons. the only thing missing to flick the switch, switch
0: on, on that boom is the, the confidence speech, speech, which, which could happen really quickly hmm. so do you think that it's going to solve itself without some government incentives i guess time will tell won't it because they all seem to just be waiting uh, waiting and seeing and it's the rental crisis is only getting worse so I, I think, think
1: everything, everything that's important, important in life does solve
0: itself, itself eventually.
1: Mark, correct and cater yeah. if there's enough of a need. But, but, but intervention, um, you know, know if, 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 if the, the issue's internet, big enough, intervention, the right intervention, right intervention, I, guess, intervention I guess, fixes things up than if you just let things take their natural course. course. then you we're talking about something, something I think I, think I said earlier, the second, second most important thing more humans. Yeah, sure. But, you know, if government's do not intervene, will this fix itself? Yes it, yes, it will, but it will take a long time. It, it could take oh, what's, what's a long time? Seven, eight, nine years. It took, it took that, that long, long to create it. it. And and for as, as long as, as we don't, don't, don't leave alone and don't, don't don't intervene in terms of government intervention, intervention, as long as, as we, we don't, don't do, that, do that, the problem's going, going to get worse because of because, because of more landlords selling, reducing the size of rental pool, overseas migrants coming in, meaning more rental. So. I don't, I've spent a long time thinking about, thinking about what does that look like and what, what the crystal ball shows me is not, not an Australia that I know, know. I'm talking civil war. Yeah, well. If, if, if it's left like unaddressed un- well, well, When the divide is too big if, if you're people a good have citizen, no choice. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if you, you, are you are a good citizen, citizen and yeah, you're forced out of a home because the landlord's told you've got nowhere else to live other than that car or that tent, but it's not just you, it's hundreds of thousands, of thousands. You, you tell me you what, what what would you, would you do? do no now, I'm, i don't i don't, just, I don't encourage you yeah, for violence at them, all but i'm just what saying what would it look like if they don't intervene well, well i've tried
0: I'm trying to think about, about that and i don't like what i see. see hopefully between you know there's many solutions and and places between uh that worst case and now but it's you know the gap's closing isn't it so there is no quick
1: fix though i promise you that like Targaryen is, is not just something, something that appears uh, overnight. Even if the right policy is a fault, the We've got our support. supply oh, yeah.
0: yep. challenges, of course, still too, yep. which, you know, can't it, just get it, houses it. built out of the ground. Uh, yep. And,
1: and, and, and who's who's going to them?
0: Huge price. Mm.
1: Who's going to fund them? Gonna we know government's not going to fund them. So there is no quick fix. The pressure that's already on the is, is going to get, get a lot more, more before, before, before we see relaxation, relaxation and that
0: mental pressure, which if you're the investor, that's because of your
1: cash flow. If, if you're the tenant,
0: that's not what you want to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you for pulling apart many of the variables. It does help us just, you know, see what's actually happening and see what the underlying fundamentals are. And I guess coming back to our opportunity as investors ourselves, if we can take action, you know, there should be, pretty good prospects ahead for us all. I honestly
1: I have had not seen, seen better, better property market fundamentals, fundamentals in my lifetime. Yep. Now, now people, was, some people hear that go, what, what is this like smoke smoking? Like, like Everything
0: else, else I've read, read and, and have read throughout the entire 2022 calendar
1: year is set the complete opposite of that. Well, you we'll we'll can your own question. question. I've, I've, I've read, read a whole of the facts, facts today. today. You can revisit those, reflect on those and
0: see if you see lots of stormy wars, but whether they are in fact ingredients the good things to happen. Great place to leave it.
1: Thanks, Simon. I really appreciate your time. Good on you.
0: Thanks, Jared. Just a reminder that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature, as we don't know your specific situation. You should always seek professional advice before taking any action. For free market reports on your suburbs of interest and other helpful resources to grow your wealth, make sure you join my property investor update at investorsedge.com.au join. And finally, make sure you're a member of our Perth Property Investment Facebook group. To be part of the conversation with other like-minded investors, get help to your questions, and get a feel for what's going on out there in the market. I'll see you in the group.